Hey, I'm Nicole. And I'm Patty, her dad. And my mom has the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast. Actually, kind of hard with dyslexia, but my mom's podcast helps new parents please listen to the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Holcomb. A mom just like you raising a daughter with dyslexia. I also have 20 years of experience as an educator, school counselor, school district administrator, and an attorney. I can't wait to share conversations with you about parenting children with dyslexia. This is the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about partnership. Partnership with your child's school. And as you know, that relationship is really essential. And the better relationship we as parents have with the school, the better relationship the school is going to have with your children. That's just a reality, people. That's where we are. So let me talk to you a little bit about that. I spent a lot of time, I just call it this, I spent a lot of time loving up on my teachers, right? I am from a household of educators. My husband's an educator. My sister-in-law is an educator. I'm a former educator, school counselor, and I know how vital it is when parents really work with you. Now, does that always work? No, right? I understand that. But we are going to have a positive mindset as we go into this new school year and know that teachers don't know what it's going to look like either this year. So they're there with you on that anxiety level. So what I would recommend, you can really do this with all your children, but with your children that have dyslexia, to me, this is just essential this year. So let me tell you about the number one tool I would recommend. And I love this idea. You may have seen this before floating around on different platforms like Facebook or Pinterest, things of that nature, and you you can find one. But I'm going to describe to you what it is and provide you some additional information in the show notes. But first of all, let me talk to you about what I think is one of the best tools to position you this school year. So it is the Dear Teacher Letter or the Dear Teacher Video, whatever you're most comfortable with. And I think this could be a fun family activity as well. And let me talk to you a little bit about what it looks like. So what you want to do is you want to position your child and your family in a light, a storytelling, things where the teacher will know your child better. So let me give you an example. I would recommend including in your letter things like, what does your child enjoy doing? Is there a special interest there? In our household, our daughter absolutely loves everything science, everything math, and she is hmm, maybe borderline obsessed with Minecraft, loves, loves, loves to create. And so that would be important. And even this summer as we were doing tutoring, they incorporated some of that and they connected with her. Now, Should the teachers go about figuring that out on their own? Yeah, they should, but there's a lot going on. And so why not just go ahead and put it in the forefront and that way they know right off the bat. So in part of this dear teacher letter, you could write the letter if your child is young or if they're spelling, they just really struggle to write. That's fine. You write it either from the perspective from the parent or from the perspective of your child is dictating it to you and they can sign it. You could sign it from a family. Uh, Another idea is you could make a video 
you can make a very short video that you could email to the teacher straight from your smartphone. And what I would do is kind of outline that and talk to your child about these are the things that we're going to share with your teacher. And I think the great idea about a video is it really shows personality. It shows facial expressions. So I actually kind of like the video idea, doing a Dear Teacher video. And again, what you would do is you would introduce your child. You know, this is... I'll just say my name. This is Nicole. She has three brothers at home. Her grandmother lives with us. Some of the things we enjoy to do as a family is we do a lot of baking and we do a lot of cooking. But for the most part, our daughter loves, loves, loves Minecraft. And she enjoys anything where she can use her mind to create with. You know, you could give very specific examples of things that light your child up, that just excites them. And the teachers will be able to incorporate that into the school day. And they'll be able to right off the bat relate to your child and help your child to understand how that works in the school day and incorporate that in their lessons. But it also, just think about it, that first day of school or that first week of school, if Miss Holcomb says, hey, Nicole, um... I noticed there's a new model Minecraft or whatever it might be. So they're making that connection with your child and we're helping make that happen. Another piece that's important is as our children get older, they need to learn how to self-advocate. They need to learn how to speak up for themselves as far as what works for them and what doesn't. And so I'm really excited about the idea of a Dear Teacher video. Um, I've done the Dear Teacher letters in the past, and they're great, too. The good thing about the letter is the teacher could put that in the folder. They could put it somewhere where they could go back and reference it. It doesn't mean they won't do that with the video. I just think the video is a unique way for them to get to know your child personally and quickly. And so either way, I think would be fine, whatever your personal preference is. I think it's also important to talk about the ways your child learns. So I kind of think about this letter as positioning my first impression, and I think about it from a positive pers perspective, okay? So I wouldn't load the letter up with my child, and this is true in our household, my child is a very picky eater. My child won't eat this. My child won't eat that. So what I would do is flip it around and say, these are some of my, fav my child's favorite things to do. Uh, and I would also, you know, be cautious about what all you share as far as, you know, just again, keeping it on more of that positive side. But if there are some things that cause a great amount of anxiety, share that with your teacher. For example, if in your letter or your video, the child says, I do not like to read out loud in class. It causes me a lot of anxiety. That very well may be part of the accommodations that the child has. What I would not recommend you do is go through a laundry list of everything that's in the child's IEP or 504 plan or whatever you're using to, um, to, to gauge success at the school and to look at where the child is meeting objectives and things of that nature. So what I wouldn't do is just go back through the IEP. To me, that they can read that, right? Or they can read whatever additional resources are at the school, depending on what type of school you're at and what type of resources they have as it relates to preparing to teach your child. So that's not what I recommend. What I recommend is talking from the heart. Your teacher is a person. She or he are there because they want to make a difference and they want to make a difference in your child's life. And if you position yourself to think about we all want what's best for our child and the student, you're going to get amazing results. 
Now, I'm not saying if you don't do this, you won't get any great results. What I'm saying is just think about it from the perspective of an educator. I would love to get something like this when I was in the classroom. I would love, I know my husband would love to see, and, and he's great because he's at the high school level. So many times students will just walk up to him and say, Mr. Holcomb, um, could you do X, Y, or Z? I, I, I'm really having struggling with this. And they'll just have a conversation. And so that's really what I'm encouraging is opening the door to conversation, letting the teacher know that you're there for whatever they might need. And also let them know all of our children are important to us. And these are the things that I would love to see happen. And so just an open door is what I called it when I was a school counselor. I have an open door philosophy. Come to me when you have a concern and I will do the same. And I know one of the teachers we had a couple years ago said to us, if you don't believe everything your child comes home and says happened in the classroom, we won't believe everything your child comes to school and says happens in your home. So just a cute little joke between the parent and the teacher. But we just want to keep the focus on... How do we start off in a successful school year, positioning ourselves as the parent to thrive and our child to thrive? And what we don't want to do is set up this mentality of the school in us, right? We really want to work on a partnership. And I know you want that or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. This podcast is not about negativity and, and, and talking down on the school. We've, we've all had good and bad experiences, obviously, but at the end of the day, this whole mini-series is about positioning you to thrive and your, your family and your children to thrive. And so with a dyslexic learner, children that have been identified with dyslexia are very unique, as you already know. Your individual child is very unique as far as what they thrive on. And so share that with your teachers. Let them know where you're coming from as far as what really resonates with your child. And... If you're in a situation where you're not in a school where teachers are trained, Orton-Gillingham, are trained to work with dyslexic learners, you know, ask them, would you be willing to learn more about this? And go back and look at and listen to some of the other episodes where we talk about recommendations for books and resources. And feel free to share those with your teacher. Feel free to share this, this podcast with the teachers. Maybe they would enjoy it as well. So... I know this is going to be a fantastic school year. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter if it's in person. It doesn't matter if it's at our coffee tables, or our dining room tables, or wherever it might be. What matters is we want our kids to thrive. Our teachers want our kids to thrive. And if we partner together and we take that anxiety and stress together, we are going to have an amazing school year, regardless of where the setting is. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope you got some things out of it. This to me is just a very powerful tool. And I would love if you guys do these, I would love to see some of them. So if you don't mind, I would love for you to send me a copy of your letter or a copy of your video. You can send it to Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E at dyslexiamomlife.com. So that's my email. Email me anytime you have a question or suggestions or something you want to hear on the podcast. But, you know, I would absolutely love to hear some of these. And I may want to spotlight these in a future episode if we get a good response. So videos, letters, would love to see what your family puts together, what you think are the priorities. Um, I will also include some things in the show notes. So if you go to dyslexiamomlife.com, 
you will be able to go to the podcast category and you'll be able to pull up all the past episodes and you'll be able to find this particular episode and you will be able to look at some, uh, I'll give you some more kind of outlines of some different areas you could discuss. But the reason I don't want to give you a prescriptive, oh, here's a, you know, here's a free download, use this model is because it's very personal. And I want you to spend some time thinking about it. I want you to spend some time thinking about if I were to meet my child for the first time, what would I need to know? If I want my child to be successful, what does the teacher need to know? What would light my child up on day one if they walked in the classroom and maybe their first name is Denise, but they go by Nicole and... This happens to lots of people, you know, those of you that are out there that go by your middle name or even a nickname. My daughter goes by a nickname for you to for you to for your child to walk into a classroom and they say, well, good morning, Nicole. It's great to see you. You know, if they already knew that ahead of time, (laughs) they would just light your child up. I know every day when my child gets out of the car at her school, they say her name and they say good morning and we're glad to have you back. And just that little touch it really opens their door. It op- literally <laughs> opens their door, but it really starts their day on a positive and, and they know from the very beginning that people care about them. And so let's think about from a parent perspective, what can we do to make sure that happens? What can we do to help educators? Because with this time of uncertainty, they too have a lot on their minds, not only about how to educate our children, but also worried about their own family and worried about their own health. And so I think this year, I think every year we should go above and beyond. I go above and beyond for my teachers because I know that a bad experience for my child will make years and years and years um, of an impact and not in a good way. So I want to position my teachers that my child has to have a fantastic year. And we know there's going to be good years and bad years. Sometimes there will be years where they just personalities conflict, right? Or they don't get your dyslexic learner. And so let's start off on a positive. Let's start off on a great foot. Let's start off on us putting the first foot forward as the parent and us setting that first impression for the for the teacher. And let's do it in a lighthearted way. Let's share information that you feel like will help the teacher And be open, have that open door of conversation. Let them know that you are there to have any conversations. We don't want to just hear the bad calls when they're struggling. We want to hear the good calls too. We want to know when they had a fantastic day. And so you want to open the door to have those dialogues. We don't want to shut the door to those dialogues. And so again, I wish you the very best this school year. I know it's going to be fantastic. And I know you're going to do everything you can to thrive and for your children to thrive. So it's going to be a fantastic year. And if you haven't already, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes, especially in this back to school series, because this whole piece of, you know, thriving this school year, we want to make sure that you have every resource you need. Also, where you listen to your podcast, if you would leave a review of the podcast, that will help other moms find us as well. And when you go to the dyslexiamomlife.com website, you will find your back-to-school survival guide for moms. And again, this is going to be nine tips for you to thrive this school year. And there are tips for you, tips for your child, and tips about excelling as a family and for your child. So I would be excited for you to get that resource as well. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Let me know what I can do to help. Take care.